The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North 5th Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Grammy Award-winning producer and writer Favek Tawari, who wrote the international best-selling book on Beatles manager Brian Epstein, and that has now been released as a deluxe 10th anniversary edition. I'm very interested to know who Vivek talked to as part of his research, which started years ago, as I now welcome Vivek Tawari to The Fake Show from New York City. Hello, Jim. Hello, Vivek. Welcome to the program. Boy, I was happy to hear that your book, The Fifth Beatle, The Brian Epstein Story, is being re-released as a deluxe 10th anniversary edition. It, obviously, it did very well when it was first released. It did. It did. Thank you so much for uh, for saying so. Uh, it was an instant bestseller when it came out and, and uh, went to number one on the New York Times bestselling charts and, and went to number one all over the world. So, it really is a, a, a humbling joy to know that 10 years later, um, it's still selling and, and people still love it. And old fans want to discover new nuances and, and we're making new fans. So it really is a joy. Yeah. And it was interesting. I think I read you said that there had really never been a book about uh, Brian before this one. It's the truth. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're filling this void. But as somebody who cares about Brian... Um, it's a sad thing to say that the, the Fifth Beetle is the only book in print about Brian, graphic novel or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, this is the one. It, and I, I will say, I've been re- it is a graphic novel, so it's got a lot of, of poetry and art in it, but I have been researching Brian's life for over three decades. So it is, um, it's also got a lot of history in it. So I think it's got something both for Beatle fans and, and, um, and also for non-Beatle fans. I mean, I think at its core... It's an inspiring human story. Um, it's not just a Beatles story. It, 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 it's got all the um, the great Beatles stuff in it. You know, it, it talks about Brian's business accomplishments for the band, how he gets them a record deal when no one wants to sign them, how he convinces Ed Sullivan to book them when a British band has never made an impact in the United States. And it's got all those wonderful Beatles stories. So if you're a Beatles fan, it's a, it's a treat to, because a lot of those stories, there's misconceptions around how those things happen. But really, the heart of the Brian Epstein story is, is his human story. You know, he was gay and Jewish and from Liverpool yeah. and 26 years old. You know, four significant obstacles in the 1960s. And, um, you know, he had this dream that the Beatles would be bigger than Elvis and would elevate pop music into an art form. And people told him, like, not only are your dreams stupid, but people like you don't do things like that. And, um, and he proved them all wrong. And that's what's most inspiring, I think, about the Brian Epstein story, and certainly what was most inspiring to me and wanted, you know, what drove me to follow this story. I was just going to say that I'm wondering how hard it was for Brian to convince the Beatles, I'm your guy, I'll, I'll get you everything you need. Yeah, you know, the, the honest truth is, like, not that hard. Because when Brian came into the Beatles' life, they had no other option. I mean, they had already gone over to Hamburg, and they did a stint over there in Germany. They got kicked out of the country uh, because George Harrison was too young, and their then-bass player um, left the band for a girl. Stu Sutcliffe stayed behind, and so they came over to Liverpool. The people who were helping them in Liverpool felt that they had done all they could. In fact, one of their former managers told Brian, I wouldn't touch them with a fucking barge pole. (laughs) Excuse my language, but that's what he told them. 
Um, and Brian didn't listen to that, and I think we're glad that he didn't. But the point is, like, when Brian came to them and said, I want to manage you, he ran a, a successful record store. He had contacts in the music industry. He promised them a record deal, some immediate things that they really wanted. They were thrilled, and, and quite frankly, they didn't have any other options. You know, it was, yeah. they were actually considering breaking up. So, um, you know, that's another misconception was like, maybe they were wary of him. Like, it's just not true. They were thrilled when, when Brian, um, offered to manage them. You went to the Wharton School of Business, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, when you started, you might have had other ideas for your future. This was in the 90s. They didn't have any kind of entertainment studies or anything like that. So, you literally started interviewing people, just cold calling them, right, about Brian Epstein at that time when you were a student. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I was going to mention earlier when I was babbling on with about Brian, you know, for me, you know, I was born in the U.S. My parents were immigrants. The family was originally from India. And, you know, what was expected of me was either to become a doctor or an engineer or yeah. work in my family business, which would have been seen me involved in, in food products and finance. And I wasn't interested in any of those things. And quite frankly, everyone else thought that I would drive a taxi cab or wind up working in a deli. Uh -huh. Like those were the career <laughs> options in front of me, you know. Um, and when I found myself at the Wharton School, I was really on a track to join my family business, which, as I pointed out, was not something that was exciting to me. I wanted a, a life in music. And I really started studying Brian's life because I wanted the business stories. But it was when I learned, learned the human side of his story that I was truly inspired to chase my dreams. You know, I thought if the gay Jewish kid from Liverpool could bring the world to Beatles, why couldn't a weirdo Indian kid from New York's Lower East Side write graphic novels and, and produce Broadway musicals? So, so it really was Brian's, the study of Brian's life when I was in business school that led me to chase my dreams. One of the guys you talked to was Sid Bernstein, who was involved in not only bringing the Beatles to the States, but also the Rolling Stones, the Kinks, the Moody Blues. Indeed. What did he have to say to you about the Beatles and Epstein? Oh, you know, Sid, I, I, I was very uh, honored to, to have spent time with Sid before he passed away. Yeah. He was a lovely, warm guy. And really, he, he encapsulated the whole of the Brian Epstein story. I mean, he told me how revolutionary it was for Brian to work with him to bring the Beatles over to the U.S. Because, again, a British fan had never made a, a deep impact over here. So there was business accomplishments. But Sid also told me, how hard it was for the two of them as, as Jews. And, and, that, and this is a different time. Like, you know, Jews uh, successfully working in the entertainment industry is not, not so unusual today. But in the early 1960s, they had to hustle. It was not the norm for Jewish folks to, to work extensively and to have big dreams in the music industry. And Sid and Brian really bonded over that as well. Um, so, you know, Sid really was a, an incredible resource to me not just about um, what Brian accomplished for the Beatles, but about how um, he had to, to, you know, overcome a lot of personal obstacles and struggles in, in order to do those things, which is, which again, is the heart of the story. It's a great Beatles story, but also an inspiring human story. And, and Sid was able to, uh, to illuminate all of that for me. It was a, a, great, a great joy to spend time with Sid Bernstein. Uh, Vivek, some might not know that you produced the Tony Award-winning Broadway shows Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette and American Idiot by Green Day. That leads me to this question. Is The Fifth Beatle something that could be a series, a film, a stage production? Because I know that... I know how long development deals take, and, and gosh, you might not even be able to talk about it at this point. 
There's not much I can say, but I will tell you this. <laughs> uh, in this new edition of the book, this 10th anniversary edition, one of the things I'm really excited about is we're, we're using technology we didn't have 10 years ago. At the front of the book, there is a QR code that you can scan to access a soundtrack, a playlist yes. book. Yeah. So literally while you read the book, you can hear music. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's not just Beatles music. There's a, some contemporary artists, there's a Bauhaus track, there's an Ella Fitzgerald track. You can really hear a soundtrack to the book. And I will say that that can also sort of lead you to imagine what it might look like if it was adapted into another medium. Um, and one of the things that I'm very proud of that, you, that, that is public knowledge is we, do, we have uh, secured access to Beatles music um, in order to make an adaptation of it. And, uh, and I don't want to spread uh, any other rumors just yet. But let's just say that, uh, that we have some stuff in the works, and the soundtrack and playlist that, that comes with this new edition can give you a hint of what's coming. So, um, so that it's another facet of this 10th anniversary edition that I'm really proud of. And who's got the rights to the Beatles library now because it's changed over the years? Well, it's always a little bit complicated, but it, uh, to yeah. get access to their publishing, it, it was held by uh, Sony ATV Music Publishing, who I believe have rebranded as Sony Music Publishing. And um, and that's the publishing, that's the songwriting. But the master recordings, you have to go to both Universal and to Apple Corps, to the Beatles company. So it, it is very right. complicated. Yeah. Um, and and what I just told you is a nutshell version of what is what really should be an hour long. No, oh, I get that music rights boy. Vivek Tiwari's fifth Beatle, the Brian Epstein story, released to deluxe 10th anniversary edition, and it's available wherever books are sold. Vivek, thank you, and one of the great teases that I've ever heard. It was great talking to you about the book. <laughs> thank you so much. That is so exciting to know that there will be a major Beatles project coming soon. And this is such a wonderful book that shows the true story of Brian Epstein, the visionary artist manager. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to the Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 